selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hey everyone, welcome to Seeking Witchcraft. Today I have on a super special guest, Nicole, who's going to talk about shielding, warding, and protective magic. Nicole is one of my real life friends. We're sitting here drinking tea, so if you hear clanking in the background, well... That's just what happens when you drink tea. And guess what? Nicole is not a gardenarian. Aren't you guys so excited? (gasps) (laughs) I've had so many people ask me to have people who aren't gardenarians on. So here you go. Uh, Yeah, I've known Nicole for almost a decade. And I'm so excited that she's here to talk to everyone about this topic. So Nicole, feel free to take it away. Ah, this is so exciting. (laughs) Um, Hello, everyone. Give me a second. My heart rate is going so fast. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Like Ashley said, we've known each other a really long time and have really watched each other grow up within the magical space. So uh, this feels like a really full circle moment for us right now. So yeah, Nicole was actually one of the very first people that I told I was training with a coven. Actually, you were the first person I told like in real life. I feel so honored. (laughs) Um, So I guess I should kind of explain a bit about myself. Um, Hello, I am Nicole. Um, I have been, I wouldn't necessarily say practicing magic, but within the spiritual realm for most of my life. Um, I was raised in a spiritualist household. I was Reiki attuned when I was seven and have spent my whole life on and off oscillating within different practices. I suppose if I had to categorize myself, I would um, place myself as a Norse pagan. I work exclusively with Freya and have been for about six years. So you'll hear bits about her and my practice with her sprinkled in today's podcast, I'm sure. I work for an estate sale company, so I am going into homes of um, newly dead people very frequently, which is where boarding really comes into my day-to-day life and practice. I'm also a massage therapist, another place where warding and protecting your energy is very important. And Nicole's great at that too, by the way, speaking from experience. Apparently. I've never felt my own massage, so it's hard <laughs> to say. But yeah, that's really just basic level things about me. I'm married with two cats and I live a quiet life and, and having home wards keeps it that way. So Well, you're living a quiet life now because before you said you lived on the crossroads of your old house. Yes, um, I did live on a crossroads for 
two years. Um, something that I didn't really understand before I lived there was how disruptive energetically living on a crossroads is. And, and you know, that's just one of those things through years of practice of witchcraft, you you learn as you go, right? So I learned as soon as I moved into this home that it was going to be really chaotic for me. So I had to get really good very quickly at banishing and protecting my space, specifically warding. And so that's really where the home warding started for me. And the first thing that I started with was bells, which I feel like is, is something that is not super widely known but bells are really good for warding because of sound something about sound will disrupt Mm -hmm. energy so if you notice the subtle witchcraft in like stores how they all have bells hanging over their doorways that is a carryover i'd say from from the old days when (laughs) when you know witchcraft is more widely accepted well they also say too that when you're using or when you're cleansing crystals you should use a bell you shouldn't use um some things like water for example because that can disrupt some of them or like not be good for them I had not heard that yeah before. yeah okay. there's interesting th- it's a I'm not super into crystals I mean I have a bunch but like on it I don't really use them to be honest but what I've heard is that if you're going to cleanse them like using the bell will help get its frequency back to where it needs to be and that's like a way that you should cleanse it but interesting well I think sound is really good for building a force field around you almost so I don't know if you've ever had a situation where you're talking to someone and you can kind of feel them leeching on your energy I've found that finding your frequency right so like wherever your sound resonates the most and just humming at them first of all it's really creepy to do to someone (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen someone just start humming at you but it's it's a really uncomfortable experience for everyone involved but something specifically for me anyways about humming has really created that protective bubble so in situations where I feel almost like attacked by someone just and just pushing that sound out to them really creates that force field around you well have you ever been really irritated somebody and you're just like like you have like that like at word breath and you're just like "Mm, I'm trying not to mess them up today like I'm trying not to get in a fight you know that's also another way people are humming during situations they don't even realize absolutely that's so true yeah just like that just the sound expel from you right Mm -hmm. that is like your frustration or whatever your will is like made almost physical in the form of sound waves so That is interesting. So I guess as we've already touched on some specifics, we should kind of get broad for a second here. So warding is something that absolutely anybody who practices any form of witchcraft should do. Even if you're not someone that you consider a, uh, you know, a regular practitioner or even someone that practices at all and you're really just interested in gathering knowledge, witchcraft is really about action and warding is a very actionable thing that you can do in your day-to-day life. And it's, it's hygienic. So I was explaining to Ashley earlier, the way that you put on a coat before you leave your home to protect yourself from the cold is the same way that you should be warding yourself every time before you leave your space and even within your space. And it's very subtle and it doesn't need to be something that you are actively doing every day, but through um, a couple of steps that I'm going to talk about, you can really protect yourself from a lot of different things with the basic magical hygiene like I was explaining um I mean think about like even in your home think about your house like how you like to keep it clean and how it really gives you a clear mind warding will protect you from a lot of different things so disruptive energy spirits prying eyes or ears basically anything intrusive so when you ward your space or you ward yourself you're really giving yourself a good base level to work for from a level of calm and quiet so let's see and I also have a lot of notes so 
you might hear pages turning. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the audio might be weird because we're using the Blue Yeti to record two people on one microphone, which is apparently an option. So I'm just apologizing in advance if the audio is weird. Just every apology for everything. Yeah, every every apology ever. (laughs) Uh, But but while Nicole looks, I did want to point out one thing she just said of witchcraft like you have to practice it you have to like get up and do it like you can read about witchcraft all you want in a book but unless you're physically doing it and actually like standing in a circle lighting the incense lighting a candle whatever it is that is the witchcraft right there you can't get that just from being an armchair witch and just reading a bunch of books about it you actually have to go out there and do it absolutely and the thing that's really special I think about wards is that they're so personal to the individual so anything can be a ward and it doesn't have to be physical it can be a mental image that you create for yourself so for example for me when I was younger I had a lot of problems with I guess and I know that this has almost become like a dirty word people don't like using it but empathy and becoming too empathetic and too open to people and kind of absorbing a lot of people's energy and so I decided at one point that I that I had to put a stop to it and I created this castle around me and so I'd close my eyes and I'd build this whole castle around me and I would just envelop myself in it and I would live inside this castle and there was a moat so I could let energy in and out when I wanted to but when I needed to be strong and built like a fortress so even just walking into situations where I needed to you know exude confidence like an interview you know obviously I'm not going to be receiving like a magical attack in an interview (laughs) but having that that energy surrounding me and that's and that safety and comfort of knowing that I'm protected from anything that can come my way was super important for me just moving forward in my day-to-day life and my practice yeah when Nicole was telling me about her castle uh the first thing I said was like oh like an astral temple which without getting too into what that is that's a topic for not this episode (laughs) Um, that's more of an advanced topic people can create astral temples as a way to meditate so that's a place for them to go and within these temples they might have their own circle or they might try to meet up with other people at at an established astral temple which is definitely an advanced thing (laughs) to do but I was like oh yeah like I've heard of this concept before in terms of empathy and and people being empaths I do have my own thoughts on that (laughs) but that's also not for this episode such a controversial topic (laughs) really and you wouldn't think that it is but especially I feel like outside of the realm of magic people really look down their down their noses on people who call themselves empaths and I will absolutely say that I've totally been a part of that in the past for sure but I mean there's no I can't think of a better term you know that's so. Fair. but so I guess a good place to start is definitely warding your person and something that's really important with warding is you need to cleanse and and banish first so you know think of it this way if if you lock your house before checking to make sure everything is good and and there's no one in the house before then you've just locked whatever's in the house in there with you so if you're going to do a personal ward you really need to make sure that you're doing any cleansing and the thing with with any magic but especially warding is it's just it's just intention right so if you can decide that that's what you're doing then you're doing it um you know magic is really just the understanding of and the feeling and moving of energy. Yep. So if you can understand your energy and feel it, then you can protect it. So a couple of ways that I really like to ward, and I personally prefer physical wards, especially because it's such a nice way to to do the subtle practice of witchcraft every day. So a big one for me, and I really use this when I'm going into houses that I'm working in where people have freshly died because I've had some experiences where I've perhaps brought some spirits home with me again oh <laughs> totally a whole other topic but 
using a necklace that I wear every day. It's Mother of Pearl, which is, um, and I'm wearing it right now. (laughs) Um, And I wear it often, and I'm sure anyone that's listening to this that knows us is now going to go, oh, I know that necklace. But um, We went to a bachelorette party, and I definitely thought that you were wearing that necklace because we were at the beach, and it's a very beachy-looking necklace. (laughs) And now I know the real secret. (laughs) No, no, secret's out. So I picked Mother of Pearl, and I placed this intention into the Mother of Pearl because it is related to Freya, who is the goddess that I work with. And it's really funny you start talking about Freya because now my cat disappeared. That is exactly what happened. As soon <laughs> as soon as I even had stirrings of conversation of Freya, the cat says hello. Yeah, the really skittish, scared cat came out to say hello. Hi! <laughs> That's so funny. And so jewelry is a really awesome item for that. And again, I feel like this is a thing that people do naturally without even realizing that's what it is. Like, I know so many people that say, oh, I feel naked without my jewelry. And so they don't even realize that they've... Uh, essentially created like a shield for themselves within these items and so the things with the thing with these wards so a jewelry item or I also use essential oil so I've picked a scent that is related again to Freya amber and when I wear that even just getting whiffs of it throughout the day it's a reminder that I am protected I am safe and and it keeps me on my guard but uh, with that and with the intention there is just you know there's some work involved right it's not like it just all happens naturally there is the intention part so you can buy a protective amulet at the store but that's not going to just protect you just from buying it right so it's really important to hold whatever item you're going to use as a ward to focus on the task that you have set forth for it push that intention into the item and then feel the confirmation I think anyone who practices witchcraft can can feel the energy of objects right so you can really feel when an item has accepted the the task you've set forth for it. So that's a really important part. I would definitely consecrate it first. Yes, very true. Very, very true. That's, that is an important step. Yeah, and just as a quick reminder, so consecration is a way to essentially purify and bless something, and then you can use that consecration ritual to give it its purpose. So a good way of kind of looking at it is, like, if you buy a protective amulet at the store, like, okay, sure, like, it might have a sigil or something on it that is supposed to be protective. But... It's going to have all the energies from the store, all the people who've touched it, the place it was made, everything like that. Consecration is a good way to knock off the old energy that's kind of stuck or hanging around or just the stale energy that's on the amulet to then get rid of that energy and put your own into it. And then you can program it and be like, I want you to be protective for me. And it's very important that you're specific that it's for yourself. Well, and that is why creating like your own charms or um, sachets or drawing your own sigils or something along those lines is really effective because it is truly of you, from mm-hmm. you. Of course, any object can be a word, like I said, like literally anything, anything, anything can be a word. Something we were talking about earlier that really struck me and, and got me really excited was, you know, and we're kind of shifting into wording for the home, less so than your person. And this also works for your person too, but um, metal is a really good material to use for warding. And we were talking about how um, for people who are 
perhaps, um, and I will use Ashley's term that I really appreciate in the broom closet, using something even like a curtain rod over your window and putting that intention into that curtain rod. And that is your protection because when you place words in the home, you really want to put them over any type of entrance. So a doorway, a window, a chimney, especially a doorway to your room. If you live with other people, that's really important. I think something that gets forgotten. But I came into Ashley's home and we're talking about wording. She says, oh, well, I don't have any words. And I look at her door and she's got an iron, um, (laughs) I guess like wreath holder or something along the lines of that on the door. And I'm like, hello, it's right there I'm looking directly at it and it's even got pentacles on it and it's just like clearly you have warded your home whether you knew you did or or not you did but so other objects that you can use for warding um like I said any type of charm or, or talisman you can use sculptures or statues I mean think about like old homes how they had like the lions at the front we had like a house that had the lions there's a picture of me in high school like on one of the lions oh that's so cool I want one so badly oh and here's the best part I gotta pull up this picture sorry everybody else is not gonna see this but <laughs> Um, so Nicole and I used to work for this EDM company and one of our events is we had to take a picture holding a sign for like an event. Do you remember which one I'm talking about? Um, is it, is it, (laughs) they can hear that, but that's one of them. I'm like, I'm like, can I say it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep you anonymous. I feel like I have this big, awesome secret that no one else knows. And I kind of love that. (laughs) Um, secret witchcraft. Secret witchcraft. Yeah. There's a picture of me holding a sign for it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I wish you guys could see this photo. It's it's honestly really iconic. And I'm like, oh, that's Ashley. I know that version of you. That's so cute. I love that. And it's huge. That's an awesome lion. Yeah, there's a second one behind us too. Anyway, I'm sorry. We're just... <laughs> talking about something that's not in this this was bound to happen i'm so sorry again again we are a trail of apologies for this whole podcast (laughs) but okay where where were we oh yes okay so you know charm bags even stones like crystals and and especially if you're choosing ones that are you know best suited for something like protection using those in window ways I, i feel like is the best place for them is good i will say if you keep some stones in the window sometimes they might get bleached by the sun so just a heads up that is a thing. That's true. And so with metal, some good examples, like with bells, like we were talking about earlier, and um, the way that that sound will dispel unwanted energy or spirits or the fae or really anything that you just want not to not come into your space. There's also, you know, the whole like horseshoe thing, mm-hmm. which of course is for luck, but it's also to keep bad luck out, which to me is coded the same as just a general ward. There's the evil eye. There's the evil eye, right? That's a really good one. Railroad spikes are a really good metal thing yes. to use. And those are incredible for anything, right? But especially for warding, in my opinion, I feel like I feel like for me, I really need a good visual representation of what I'm trying to do. So when I think of a ward, I think of something really tough and like gritty and strong, right? So a nail is like a good use yeah. for that. And it's and it's multi-purpose. But with anything that you use as a ward, it does lose its charge over time. Some people will use pee. Some people do use me. <laughs> well, there's um, the witch's bottle, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. You can make a bunch of different types of witch's bottles. Yeah, it doesn't need to have pee, but I know some of them do. <laughs> I'm not laughing if you use pee, go off. I love that for you. Um, hey, it's, it's free. It is free. It is free, and I like that about it. Just get, like, an old pickle jar and some pee and, you know. And go off. Go off. Another really fun one that I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot is your house plants. Because, like anything, they're spirits, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have... Mine are dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's okay. They're they're also doing their best. My favorite part, again, you can't see this, but I we're sitting in my living room and I pointed to my balcony and I'm like, mine are dead. And she's like looking at me. She's like, oh, that's okay. And then as she sees how dead they are, then she says, oh, they're trying their best. They're very dead. <laughs> that's okay. I they're also, I have a green thumb and I'm a Virgo, Virgo rising. So people constantly think I'm supposed to be a plant person, but I just, I'm not good with plants. I'm just not. <laughs> um, but because they are spirits, like any uh, Mine are really spirits now. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> uh, like any spirits, you can, you know, give offerings and ask for them to support your will um, or, you know, at least listen to your will. Another thing along the lines of spirits that you can use as a ward is uh, like bones that you mm-hmm. find. Um, you can use those spirits, ask for their protection. And once again, like I said, the, the organic matter is really great to use for the wards because it will it will hold the ward longer. But like anything else, it does eventually dissipate. So it decays, this, yeah. Yeah. So this is where, you know, we come back to wanting to keep a continual practice within your witchcraft. And um, because wards need time to recharge and you have to do the work to recharge them. So that's why it's really good to have, like, for example, like having your home warded means that you can remove your personal wards when you get home and they have the chance to settle and and you know take a moment to regroup and you can maybe take time to recharge them yourself personally so let's see i'm trying to think of what else is like really good for actually physically using as wards powders are really awesome yeah and i feel like that's a really popular one in the like in in the pop culture like zeitgeist right like you see you see things with um any type of creature and you know they've got like salt around the doorway and like (laughs) but that's but that's legitimate you know and again with anything you just give it the intention and then it's gonna do the warding for you and you know that being said I think it's really important to touch on warding against people and individuals. So it's really odd that it's very common, I feel like, within the conversation about witchcraft for people being cursed and, you know, constantly having yeah. that bad... And I, I kind of hate this term, but, you know, the the bad energy, right? Um, in most of your practice, you're not going to receive any type of bad energy like that. And, you know, I'm going to knock on wood here because I can't speak for all of you individually. But in general, that's not really something that... Most people experience, but there are individuals in your life who are either family members or their coworkers or their ex or their friend or whatever. And there are people in your life who are maybe going to act like they have good intentions for you, and maybe they truly do, but perhaps their will or what they're trying to impose Mm -hmm. on you is actually really bad for you or just doesn't align with you and so those are the situations where heavily warding against those people is is important and it's good it's a good practice and sometimes it can actually really fix those relationships there was a period of time where I was having a lot of problems with my dad we've always kind of butted heads which is interesting because he's the person who brought me to spirituality (laughs) um but there was about a month of time where every time I was in his presence I was heavily warding myself because he was always probing me right he was always trying to read whatever I was thinking or you know just energetically get in line with where I was and I hated it so using those heavy words created that boundary he found it he felt it and then eventually he respected it and I no longer needed those heavy words with him and so I feel like in any situation where there's any discomfort with a person making sure that you know going into it that that's the time that you really need to fortify and protect yourself is super important and again like this is not super common or necessarily something that everybody goes through but it is you know worth 
yeah. touching on because I think we all have at least one person in our life that we're like, dear God, please don't <laughs> talk to me. Uh, leave me alone. You know, I, I do want to touch upon this, and this is slightly off topic, but it kind of, you'll see. So, you know, you were talking about how one person might be one way, but their energy might be completely different. I think that's actually a very good thing to keep in check for yourselves as well. Because, you know, I've had a situation before where I was really pissed off about something, like beyond angry. Like, I I don't get angry very often, like at all. And this was like, I was livid. And I thought about doing just like some protective magic just for myself. And I was thinking about it and I said, you know what? If I do magic right now, I know that I'm going to try to do it for protective magic, but my energy is not not there. Mm -hmm. Like, my energy Mm -hmm. is going to fuck someone up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether I want it to or not, and I know that's going to happen, even if nothing I'm doing is related to that. So I think that that's important for people to keep in mind that when you're doing spell work or just anything in general, be very in tune with what's actually going on with your energy because your head says one thing, but your energy can say something completely different. And even if you're like, well, it's okay because that's not what my intention is, it doesn't matter. Your energy is going to do what it wants to do. Yeah, we have a will that's outside of our actual conscious (laughs) mind. Um, And if there is a will, there is a way, (laughs) right? There's a way. (laughs) Well, and you know, that's why keeping those light wards at all times is important so that when you do come into those moments of like panic where you have to put up the heavy wards, it's you're already aligned with that, right? Like it's gonna be pretty straightforward and simple to just kind of place that boundary further out or or fortify it a bit. And you know, there are situations where you will need to take immediate action. Ashley, I feel like I told you the story the other day when we were at the beach, there was a situation where I had, and a lot of people are going to be upset about this, but I had an altar, uh, a familial altar that was near a door, which is always kind of a, I feel like another controversial thing, right? Some people are very anti uh, altars at doors. I don't know that I necessarily have an opinion, although I should probably have a stronger one now that this has happened to me. But there was one particular evening where I was just sitting on the couch. I was with my family. Everything was really chill, really calm. And then the entire energy in the space just completely changed immediately. And my cat sat up. They were looking at me alarmed. There was meowing. Even my husband, who, although he is, he's like a pretty spiritually in tuned person, he's not a regular practitioner, looked at me and said, what is going on? like instantly knew something was wrong. And I knew right away that something had come in through that altar. And so my first instinct, and uh, again, I'm a nurse sign. I'm very connected to nature. And I keep these two huge sticks (laughs) at my front door. Can confirm. (laughs) I keep two huge sticks at my front door as as, uh, warding items. And so the first, so I got up and I did a quick banishing and I and I crossed those sticks, honey. I crossed them over that door. And I spent the rest of the evening just, first of all, panicking. It was really scary. I mean, it was like my grandparents' altar, right? So, you know, I was upset. But also um, just grateful that I had something, something ready to go. Something ready to go. And, and I knew what I was doing. And I and I was prepared. And, you know, it, it, it was dealt with. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But, I mean, I'm telling you, my cats looked like they were going to freak out they were so scared but so that instance in particular is really what made me realize how important home words are and keeping them up because I had placed those sticks there like months before and went oh I put them there and they're doing their job and even when I pass them sometimes I'd be like thanks for protecting my house but (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't taking the time to really 
maintain you know this is at your old place too yes yes that place was really cool that place was awesome it was built by a mason and he was definitely still living in the house and yeah it the relationship went sour because I was not I was not giving enough offerings or I don't know I don't I love the triangle above the fireplace, like the little silver one. Yes. Big, that was so cool. Big Hestia energy, right? <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. And there was a lot of really awesome, like, craftsman marks in that house and a lot of cedar around windows. And, like, you could really tell that he... He put, knew what was up. He he knew what was up. He put a lot of, of, of his energy and um, power into that space and that's why he was still there and why we were cool there's there was a couple instances where he did some slightly unfriendly unfriendly things and you know in that time my words were up 24 7 we were trying to get out of that house I apologized up and down I tried to mend the relationship but once you've kind of soured a relationship with a house spirit it's really hard to pull it back in and that's not to say that you can't I was also going through a diagnosis of Lyme Lyme disease at the same time it was at the height of the pandemic so I'd been trapped indoors and you know probably just bad energy altogether (laughs) if you will but yeah that situation again really proved to me how important staying vigilant and and keeping that ward up was and you know the thing with good boards is that you really don't notice when they're working you're not supposed to anyways because they're doing their job they're protecting you right as soon as you become alerted to something trying to enter your space or or just any disruptive energy that probably means that it's time to check on those wards and, and kind of see where they're at and reevaluate. And, you know, I found that some objects have decided that they serve that purpose and that's it. They don't want to do it anymore. And that's cool. Like I have like a ring, for example, that was like my go-to warded item for years. And now I look at it and I've, I've tried to, to give it that intention again and recharge it. And it just, it doesn't want to, and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Objects get tired just like we do. So, so, you know, that's important to remember too. Yeah, and it's not to say that if you have a ward that you're closing yourself off from every single thing spiritually. Mm -hmm. And, and, I mean, hopefully it's it's avoiding the bad things, but, you know – you can still let good things in. For example, you know, Nicole, when I was at your old house, you know, I slept over that one time and I woke up in the middle of the night and then the next morning I was like, yeah, so your cat was in my bed last night. Her cat that had passed that she had a very, very strong connection with. Um, yeah, I woke up to him on the bed and I was like, oh, hey, going back to bed now. Thanks for waking me up. See you later. <laughs> you know, funny enough, we actually, um, we used that, well, used I guess is not the right word but we asked and and evoked that cat into that space right before we moved in I cleansed the whole house and then warded the whole house and then we were going to be away from it for like five days and I was really upset because I'm like I just did all this work and then we're going to move in and I'm going to have to do it all over again and so I brought Dilbert shout out to my boy Dil Um, (laughs) I brought Dilbert with me and I uh you know I put his ashes down and, and an image of him and you know, I, I asked him, like, please protect over this house. And, and he really did. And he, down to the bitter end, he was still there trying to help. And that was really special when you when you told me that you'd seen him there. Because yeah. I, I knew he was with us. It was, like, weeks before he moved that he passed, too, really suddenly. But what you were saying about, you know, with warding, it's not necessarily, like, like a fortress. Like, nothing can get through, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you... It's about your intentions and your energy and what you want to evoke into your life and leave out. So you decide 
what you keep out and what is allowed in. And something that I do want to stress and I feel like is probably widely known, but in case it's not, is um, no matter what wards you put up or protection, deities are their own separate thing. (laughs) And it does not matter how much you do or don't want to work with a deity ward or no ward they will find their way to you so in my experience it's been the only thing that i really have not been able to ward against and i am but a mere mortal and will never be able to (laughs) but besides that you can really ward against anything and yeah just decide what you let in and and yeah i just said that (laughs) you know uh during this conversation i can't help but think of a comparison between warding and casting a circle where i think that there's a lot of similarities but i think that there should be some differences as well so you know when you're casting a circle you're in between the world some might say you know you're neither here nor there um you know the whole as opposed to below like all that shit but the whole point (laughs) (laughs) you know when you're casting a circle you know, you're creating sacred space. You're creating your own area around yourself that where nothing can get in unless you want it to get in. Mm. And that can also be said for deities as well. I think the circles are one of the only places that if you do not want a deity in, if you don't want a spirit in, they can't get in without your permission. Mm. With wards, there's always a way they can, you know, they can find a weak spot. As Nicole is saying, like things deteriorate over time and that can help allow things to get in. But with a circle, that is your space. You are in control of that. And if something needs to get in or wants to get in, it will only get in unless or if you allow it to. But yeah, I think they're kind of similar, but kind of not. Yeah, that's very interesting. You know, I've never actually worked with that before, like casting a circle. And I know you're really supposed to (laughs) before you do any type of spell work, which I guess, I don't know. I'm kind of a bad witch. Like I do a lot of, (laughs) I do a lot of things I'm not supposed to do, which is why. But it's your practice. But you know what? It's my practice. And that's also why my wards are so important to me (laughs) because I know that I leave myself susceptible to a lot of bs without them so that is that's interesting i now i'm like we're gonna have to talk about this more (laughs) so i guess now is a good time i know that we've kind of touched on a couple examples here and there um but giving a direct example um for everyone to do at home uh this is now probably the right time to do that so i want to reiterate that words are very personal to the individual any object can be a ward any visual representation of safety or comfort can be a ward pretty much whatever action you place into setting a ward it's going to work for you because you have willed it so that is your magic as a witch is that you can do whatever the fuck you set your mind to so for me, I think that my most favorite thing to work with is is charms or I guess talismanic pieces. Um, so I would say pick any item in your home and I would start with personal wards. Um, I think that those are really important because they protect you from the outside world as much as we love our homes and we want them to be cozy and safe. The outside world's a really scary place. <laughs> so pick whatever object you want to use. And it could be something you leave in your bag or your pocket or um, in your car even. And you just pick that up. You hold the object and you focus on it and you tell it what its intention is. So for me, um, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recharge my necklace. We're going to take it off. 
because I feel safe here. (laughs) (laughs) I know this energy. I know these cats. I know this person. (laughs) So, Ashley, would you like to pick up an item and create a word with me? Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm looking around to see what I have. (laughs) It can be anything. Luna, come here. (laughs) BRB. Perfect. Okay, so now I think it's probably a good time for us to circle back around and create a ward. Um, So like I've been saying, and I cannot stress this enough, any object can be a ward. Any physical or mental representation of something can act as a ward for you. So I think it's really important to start with personal wards, so things that you wear on your person. Um, I personally prefer jewelry, but if you want it to be a uh, token, talisman, uh, a sachet, anything like that that you would carry on your person, keep in your car, or or anything of that sort of nature, um, that's a good place to start. So basically, and Ashley's going to do this with me, you want to hold the item in your hand. And I really like to take a moment to understand the object and its nature, so feel its energy, um, acknowledge it as its own its own being, if you will, outside of yourself. And so I've got my mother of pearl here in my hand and I'm going to focus on it. And I'm gonna focus on what I want it to do for me. So for me, I want this piece to protect me from prying eyes and energy, from people hearing or understanding my thoughts and my intentions. I want it to protect me from any spirit that comes across me that would wish to do me ill and I want it to protect me just from from any bad that could befall me so I focused on the task I've decided what it is and now I'm going to send that intention into the object so I've told it what I want from it and I'm just placing it into it so when you speak and you put things out into the open you are you are creating a truth you're creating a movement. So you take that energy and you place it in your object. And once you've placed it there with your object, you let it settle and you will feel a confirmation. Like I said before, you can feel objects and I, and I know you can feel objects. That's probably part of what brought you to witchcraft in the first place. <laughs> but you will feel when the object has accepted your will. And once you've received that confirmation... You will then place it on your person. So I'm going to put my necklace back on. (laughs) And I like to thank it every day. And I'm sure I look cuckoo bananas to people who don't understand what's going on, like my husband. (laughs) But when I, when I put down my, my personal ward every day, I place it in the same spot on Freya's altar. I thank it for the work that it's done for me. Of course, I thank Freya for all that she has given me. And... The next day I come and it's it's recharged and it's good to go. Um, So that's something that you can do for a personal ward that you place on yourself. But really, that's just it for any ward. For something that you place in front of your door or window or wherever it may be, it's about focusing on what you want it to do, sending the the task to the item, and then feeling the acceptance. I used to do something really similar when I first started at my job. I used to, I had like a corporate job. I mean, I have a corporate job, but I'm working from home. But while I was working in the office, I'd have to wear visual ca- business casual, but you still want to like make a good impression your first couple 
months there or whatever. Of course. So I'd have, like, jewelry I'd wear with each outfit. And in real life, I don't wear a ton of jewelry. <laughs> and um, this is, like, corporate jewelry. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The bling bling. Yeah, yeah. That, like, <laughs> that type of, like, your mom's jewelry, you know? <laughs> like, I'm wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a big grandma energy. Y'all can't oh my see, gosh. but it's there. <laughs> and so I used to actually, uh, every night before I go to bed, I'd pull out my clothes. So I wouldn't have to worry in the morning of, like, being half asleep trying to figure out to wear. And then I would take the jewelry I was going to wear with my outfit and put it on my altar. And I would leave it there overnight to kind of like soak up the energy from my altar and the protection of the gods and just good overall energy and positivity and all that fun stuff. (laughs) And then the next morning I would put it on and I'd be sitting at work. You know, if I was going, had like a stressful thing or a deadline or whatever, I'd, you know, touch my necklace or my earrings or bracelet, whatever, and be like, you know, this was on my altar last night. This touched something sacred. I feel protected with this on. And it was great. I love doing that. But now I work from home, so I just wear leggings all day. So I'm not putting my leggings on my altar. But it's empowering, right, to come back around to those objects and touch them and go, yes, I'm protected. Like, I have my shield. I've got my fortress on me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that you are making a big mistake if you don't use wards in your practice, everyone. It really is part of the fundamentals in my opinion of witchcraft and um just spell work or really anything to do with you know the divine or just anything in the ethereal world <laughs> requires protection i should probably ward my apartment yeah you really should you do a lot it's, here it's not that i ha- didn't want to it's just that we, like, we never got around to it but i will say there's been enough witchcraft that has happened here that I'm pretty well established but doesn't mean that i can't benefit from a ward especially because they decay over time anyway they do they really do yeah for me because i'm in an apartment i would have to do something more physical like using the curtains above my windows which you know now i realize that they're there and they're metal and they're great <laughs> <laughs> or the thing uh like the wreath holder on my door things like that because i obviously can't be putting you know physical mixtures of things around my apartment perimeter because i'm gonna get in a lot of trouble and the cats will eat it and it's, obviously it's not gonna work well you know another good really subtle one that you can do is and i personally don't really work with sigils oh yeah i work with runes but i don't really work with sigils um but i do know a lot of practitioners that really like to create their own protection sigils i'll make sigils yeah and they'll just draw them on a piece of paper and they'll pop that piece of paper above the doorway um and that that little What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not a builder. I don't know this word. Uh, Construction? Sill. The, the door sill. Uh, the... The doorway? The... No. I mean, I guess doorway, but the... The crown molding around the, the door? The molding. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> the molding around the doorway is a good place. That's where you can put the the nail, you know, or oh, yeah, yeah. or a stone or, or anything like that. So, again, if you need to be really subtle in your work, utilizing those nooks and... and cracks and corners is a good way to do it i've also heard of putting a crystal in each corner of your house like the four corners yes yes that is something that i did in that last house i was in in the basement oh. and you saw that basement yeah that it was terrifying i slept in that basement it was, it was scary <laughs> everyone that came down to that basement said this space is haunted and i said don't worry i have filled it up with my energy well i felt totally fine and safe down there that's where i saw the kitty so that's good i'm glad to hear it i mean but there were definitely some spaces i felt like i was in saw or something the canning room the canning room yep that one's particular i'm telling you that guy was a powerful masonic 
dude. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure he is like, stop talking about me. <laughs> well, he can't haunt this podcast, so. No, he cannot. Or me. You want to know why? Why? Because I'm warded. <laughs> there you go. So I just want to say thank you so much for having me yeah. on here today. Oh, so before you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, do it. <laughs> so I ask everybody this when they come on. So if you can give one piece of advice to somebody who's brand new, doesn't have to be about warding or can if you'd like it to be. Somebody who maybe has never really read a book or cast a circle, as it, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> but, but somebody who's a complete beginner trying to get involved in witchcraft and paganism or anything, what would you tell them? I have two things. So first, I would say just do it. So as a Virgo Virgo, (laughs) um, I can become really susceptible to feeling like I need to research things to death before I can put them into practice and constantly feeling like I'm, I guess, like inept and whatever it is and that I couldn't possibly be able to do something because I I just don't have enough knowledge. But you don't learn by just reading. You have to do the work. I say that all the time and it's so true and it needs to be stressed every single time. It's really important. It's really important. Just accepting being put on the path means that you have the power, right? Something brought oh, you to I the path. That. It's true. It's true. Something brought you to that path. So it means that you got the power within you, but also you deserve it. You know, and you have to continue to stay deserving by thanking the deities you work with or the spirits or whatever it is, you know, but just making sure you actually do the work, I think is really important. And then second, I have already forgotten. Let's see. What was my second thing? <laughs> oh, let's see. God, I had another one and I thought it was good. Well, that's okay. If you can't think of it, do you have any books you recommend? Yes, I do actually. On the subject of warding, there is a awesome practitioner Alpheus Sebastiani who wrote a book called By Rust of Nail and Prick of Thorn and it's specifically about home warding and it really taught me so much so I would highly highly recommend that and let's see I'm trying to think of other books that are specific to warding that I've used to be honest for me warding has really been a self-taught practice or things learned from friends so you know it with anything I think with within witchcraft a lot of it is all word of mouth and and it's passed down from person to person so that's really the best book that I can think of in terms of warning it's very short sweet brief and to the point and she also very much stresses that you just have to do the work so yeah that's a really good recommendation (laughs) not to like pat myself on the back and be like oh it's a great (laughs) recommendation but it really is it really really is I know Matt Aron and Psychic or his book Psychic Witch he has uh, an exercise I remember about I, I think I want to say it's about warding but I remember reading it in the book club we did for my Patreon members where we talked about this exercise where you have an alarm that you put up so if if anything comes into your shield or ward or whatever you want to call it you have a psychic alarm that goes off so you know and I was like that's specific <laughs> it's a specific thing to do but yeah you know like whatever works you know not not bashing him by any means so I know he might have some stuff in there aside from that that I just can't remember because there are a lot of exercises in that book okay Maybe I'll have to check that out. I'm always <laughs> I'm always curious. And the thing that is so cool, and you can really ask any practitioner that you know, is because wording is such a personal practice, everybody does have such a varied 
way of protecting themselves so i do like to ask people like hey what way are you subtly doing the the basic magical hygienic thing of wording (laughs) so another piece of advice that i wanted to give to your listeners and this may be a little contrary to like what you do since you're you're in such a rigid practice lay it on me but for me personally i've jumped around within so many systems of magic and and again this is just for me personally and what i would recommend to other people who are really trying to find their place within the world of magic is dabbling in a little bit of everything i can agree with that I think it's really important to be well-rounded in your practice and at least have an understanding of what other practitioners do just for the respect factor alone, but also out of curiosity. It helps you to know that you're in the right place. And I think that curating a practice that has a bit of everything will really keep you grounded and, and always learning. So yeah. yeah, no, I agree with that. I know in some outer courts for the Gardnerian tradition, they not all of them, some of them, We'll actually ask people to get involved in another tradition at the same time. Really? To see, yep, to see if Gardnerian really is the best fit for you with what you're learning so far just in outer court. Then there's the opposite end of that, which is that some outer courts, like mine, for example, didn't want us to get involved with anything else at the time of our training just so things wouldn't get muddled or murky and so we can dedicate our time. It's not that we were, like, forbidden from talking to other people. It was absolutely nothing like that. Right. But it's more of like, hey, you know, we're dedicating our time to you for this training you know, dedicate your time back to us, you know, see if this is something that is really um, a best fit for you. That way you're not, you know, crossing wires and getting confused. Right. Well, I will say dabbling in a bit of everything is what brought me to Freya and made me realize that I needed to dedicate my whole life to her, basically. (laughs) And, you know, I still still pull on other practices as well outside of her and and her pantheon. But but really, um, I just, I feel like having... I feel like I've lived like four different spiritual <laughs> lives because I started at such a young age. I really have gone through so many different motions and and um, modalities of thinking and and practice. So I really do think that, like you said, that really did bring me to to where I am today and and, and the right place where I'm supposed to be. So yeah, try it all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think I read something once where it said something like, "You're already on your path before you realize that you started." Absolutely, and I totally agree with that. Like. The things that led me to my tradition and that eventually led me to this podcast and eventually led me to, like, you and I sitting here, not at a wine night. Ah! <laughs> I know. I, like, like, is this the most sober we've ever been together? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's crazy um, how things work out, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And I do, I do like feeling like you're always in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. specifically when it comes to, to your magical work. Yeah. So... Okay, well, awesome. Thank you so much, Nicole, for coming on. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy for you to do this. I know. I'm so sorry to the listeners, again, with the trail of apologies. I'm sure I was really scatterbrained. I kind of, I kind of always am. So, um, appreciate my thoughts in a jumble. (laughs) So, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you or reach out or like support you in any way or like anything, like, do you have any ways that people can? find you yeah if you want to be found yeah I can be found I can be found I say as I uploaded a picture from Instagram for when you tag me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you can find me on Ashley's Instagram or um <laughs> well, just the story. not really but yeah. um you can find me at underscore James Rabbit 
on Instagram. Uh, that is my performer name. I'm also a uh, fire performer, something I did not include mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, shout out to at Lucille Liberations on Instagram as well. That's my troupe, and we do a lot of ritual-esque performances. So How do you spell that? L-U-I-C-O-L Liberation. It's Firefly in French. So if you're interested in any ritual-esque type performances, that's a lot of what we do. We are... With fire. We're practically a coven at this point. We always (laughs) joke that we're practically a coven because all of us are individual practitioners. And we'll occasionally do rituals together, which is fun. that sounds fun. Yes. So... Yeah, that's where you can find me, underscore James Rabbit or Lucille Liberation, both on Instagram. I would absolutely love to any to talk to anyone, especially other followers or devotees of Freya. I feel like I don't have enough people in my life that have even remotely any understanding of her and the type of work that it is that I do with her, which is of a more, I guess, almost necromantic quality. And, you know, that goes in with, like, my work in estate sales and the dead people and yada, yeah. So well, if you um, ever want to come on and talk about that you know where I live I could tell so many ghost stories on this podcast (laughs) between the the um spiritualism growing up and uh and working with Freya and and these estate sales I got plenty so if anybody wants that please sound off in the comments (laughs) (laughs) but yes thank you so much for having me today and I really look forward to hearing how obnoxious my voice sounds oh my gosh, on audio. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. As always, if you want to find me, I'm pretty easy to find on the internet. Honestly, if you just look up Seeking Witchcraft Podcast, you'll find me at this point. But uh, on Facebook, it's Seeking Witchcraft uh, Podcast. I have a Facebook group called Witches Seeking Witchcraft. My Twitter is Seek Witchcraft. My Instagram is Seeking Witchcraft. And I have a Patreon if you're interested and want to support the show. Do it. <laughs> we, um, we have a Patreon-only Discord where we um, have have our book clubs and there's like some different text chats and you know channels and you know things like that but right now we're reading uh wicca for beginners i think is what it's called um by thea sabin uh we literally just started the book club like we've had one meeting and um yeah it's a lot of fun so if you're interested you can find that out on patreon it's patreon.com slash seeking witchcraft but yeah so thank you so much everyone for listening thank you again nicole i'm so happy we did this thank you for having (laughs) me i'm so proud of you and where you are in your journey i really like i i could not see any other life for you so i'm i'm really excited for you (laughs) and to see where everything that you do continues to grow oh my god that's so sweet thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right well it was great talking with you and thank you all for listening and i'll talk to you all very soon goodbye Bye. selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.